everyone and welcome to Lit Living in Transition, the fierce podcast where we have transparent conversation, discovering his purpose in our suffering and enduring strength while listening to the truth of the word of the Lord for prophetic revelation. Our transitional scripture is read from Revelation 12, 11. They conquered him completely through the blood of the Lamb, and the powerful words of his testimony triumphed, because they did not love and cling to their lives, even when faced with death. This is Summer Fierce VIP. Come over, relax, and let's get lit. Carry the light of his glory. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning. And welcome and thank you for stopping in to lit. The last time you were here, Devana, um, I was lit, living in transition. Yes. Today, I'm lit, living in transition, the fierce podcast. Yes, I love it. I love it. God just keep on doing what he do. He just making me great in his name. Move forward in the things he's calling me to move forward in. Yes, I love it. Oh, my goodness. And you are here as a guest on excerpts from the author, where my guests that are authors have the opportunity to share about their book and read an excerpt from their book. I'm honored to have you here. I truly, truly appreciate you stopping in. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And so um, we'll get right into it because I know you're a busy lady. Um, (laughs) I want to start with um, just pointing on um, the last time you were here, you shared a vision that Mm -hmm. you and God to bring into fruition. um, Before you do read your excerpt from your book, um, I would like for you to share your vision because I find that your vision is very selfless. And so would you share with us how this vision came about? Like what inspired this vision? Okay, well, so my mom was um, in abusive relationships um, for as long as I could remember as me growing up um, as a young child. And when I was 10 years old, my mom was brutally murdered in front of me by her abusive boyfriend. So that was very traumatic for me. I won't share the gory details here, but it is also in my book. Um, that I will be reading an excerpt from. But um, just going through that experience and then all of the things that happened after that experience, um, it just built a passion for helping women in those situations. So women who are in abusive relationships or women who are trying to flee abusive relationships or even women who have been in it and have come of it but still are struggling to try to figure out what's next how do I rebuild 
How do I become independent? How do I actually thrive with this life? Like, what do I do next? So Natalie's Place was birthed from that passion, from that pain. And so Natalie's Place, excuse me, is a nonprofit transitional home where we offer a safe haven for women who were or are currently victims of abuse. And not only just giving them a safe haven, but also giving them the, the supportive services that they need to help them thrive and to help them rebuild. So we say that Natalie's place is a place of hope, healing, and restoration. So that's just, we just try to offer them those supportive services, such as like financial literacy. We help them open up checking and savings accounts because you can't properly manage your money if it's not in a proper secure location. <laughs> um, yes. So we make sure that uh, everyone has a checking and savings account. Um, we teach them the um, benefits of having an account. We teach them about credit repair, um, about the importance of knowing what your credit score is, what um, the things are on your credit. We're teaching them about budgeting and saving. Um, anything that's basically in the realm of the basics of financial literacy is what we're trying to cover to help these women, because you cannot, um, successfully move forward if your finances aren't in check and it doesn't matter how much money you make or how less of money you make, you can still, you know, thrive and you can manage yourself if you properly manage your finances. So that's one of the important things that we try to instill in them. So that is a part of our financial literacy program. We offer GED remediation and testing. Um, if they don't have a job, we help them with job placement. If their end result is to um, try to find an apartment, which that is the end result, we try to make sure that they don't just stay at Natalie's Place, but we're trying to help them transition out. So we help them with trying to find housing and um, rental assistance if needed. Um, basically, any supportive services that we can help them with to help them rebuild their life is what we are trying to do. So that is Natalie's place. Wow. Yeah. Is, is Natalie's place just for women or women and children or? Yes, ma'am. So currently Natalie's place is for women and children. Um, eventually we will be branching out and we will have men and women homes um, because I believe that uh hurt people hurt people and so the men are out here um hurt because they have Ooh. also experienced abuse mm -hmm. and so they have not had the proper tools to help them you know become successful and thrive and heal and restore and so they're out here and they're hurting other people and the cycle is just going to going to continue if we don't help the men and the women. So currently we are solely just women and children, but the goal is to um, build and to branch out to also offer our services to men and women. I can really appreciate the um, offering services to the men. And we do know that some women are the abusers also. Yes, yes, ma'am. In this case with Natalie's um, tenants, it's the men. And that was one of the things that God has been pressing on my heart so heavy lately um that um who's praying for the men that is we mm -hmm. we quick to put them in jail get mad at them we don't pray for them we hate yeah. them 
talk bad about them. But yeah, like you said, they, they came from a hurt place. We find ourselves um, in acts of promiscuity, um, mm -hmm. shopping, bad shopping habits, um, not budgeting, you know, just spending money or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, abusing our children or overeating. You know, we do these kind of things. And from my experience and from what I've witnessed, most men, you know, and, and we do drugs, you know, so we do all of these things that we deem, you know, don't hurt other people. And in their case, they latch out physically. And so yes. being that, you know, they overpower women, they end up hurting us, but they're hurting us out of hurt. And so I'm beginning to recognize that they shouldn't be left uncovered. We should be praying for them and trying to um, provide um, resources for them as well. Especially, yes. there are men. They are our men, you know? Yes. And so with that being said, I'm curious to know, will Natalie's Place offer any kind of um, therapy? Do you have anybody on board to offer those kind of services? Um, so at the moment, we don't have therapists, but we have life coaches who um, have been trained in trauma recovery. And so we will have them as mentors um, for the people that are in the home. But as far as therapy, um, we don't have a therapist on staff. But if they would like to have therapy or if I find that they need therapy, I do have therapists that I can resource out to them. Okay, wonderful. And I ask because I realized of recent, and I'm just blown away by this, because um, my situation took place three decades ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it lasted, it may have lasted a year I got out real fast. I, I mean, I got out fast, but then I went back, um, mm -hmm. you know, because when you're young, I don't know if it has to do with age, but I was young and, you know, I believed he was sorry. You know, I believed that for a minute, you know, yeah. I'm sorry for him. And I thought to go back to show him, you know, I trust you and I love you. And I know you didn't really mean it, whatever. I went back for a lot of reasons. Um, and um, the thing I'm realizing of late is that I think I have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Finding myself triggered, like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, is it? Is anybody in that closet lately? Yes, yes. So, like, yeah, I might have to reach out to you about that, some counseling or some referrals, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away by that. I really thought I was past that. Yes. And that's um, what happens. A lot of times uh, we get out of situations and we think, oh, well, I'm out of it. So I'm good. Um, but then we we aren't really aware of how the simplest things can trigger us and have us reliving those emotions and the feelings that we felt. And then, you know, we may take it, we may internalize it or we may react um, on other people because of the way we feel because the way we were triggered um like you said you know you thinking somebody's in the closet you know like that may have you act in a certain way around people and they may be like what's wrong with her and the whole time you're just like I just feel uncomfortable um, and it has nothing to do with them it's just really all of the things that you're dealing with inside and so um, that is very important that we are self-aware and that we get the help that we need so whether it is a life coach whether it's a therapist 
whether it's your pastor, your first lady, whatever you feel as though you need, everybody is different and everybody's journey is different. So whatever your support system looks like, that is very important to build that. So when you have those moments, you have the people in place that you can call and talk it out, talk it, talk through it and, you know, get the help that you need. So it's nothing wrong with that. And when you said like, oh, I think it was because I was young, like really age really doesn't have anything to do with it. It can be young old middle age it it is just the side effects of being in an abusive relationship um you fell in love with this person for who they were um and then at some point they they showed you a different side of them and so us as women or men like if you're in that abusive relationship you're hoping for the potential of them going back to being that nice person that you originally met it's because you love them you love the way they treated you before you you you're still hoping that <laughs> that person is still in there somewhere so we hold on to these relationships hoping that somewhere along the way the good person is going to come back and they do come back for a little bit while they're sorry and while they're apologizing and mm -hmm. while they're trying to gain your trust back mm -hmm. but then as soon as it's yeah. like they feel like they're back in it's like now the real them is back again and you're like well who is this monster like mm -hmm. i love the nice person i love the gentleman i love the the care the caring person but then the rage comes out and then it's the abuse and then it's the crazy um verbal abuse and and then they're sorry again and then the cycle continues and continues and so that's why we we get stuck in these situations because we're still holding on to the hope and the potential of them being that person that we originally met or that we hope that they would be Oh, I love the way you articulated that because now for the listeners you know because even for myself I can remember people looking at me and, you know, I particularly remember someone saying stuff to me and like the, the implication was, girl, you stupid girl, mm -hmm. like that. And that's, mm -hmm. and I could not find the words to explain. No, I didn't like it. And I'm not being stupid. Yes. I, like I, so I sum it up. I went back for a lot of reasons. Like he threatened my families and I believed him, you know, um, mm -hmm. people show you who they are. I believe them, you know? Yes. And so for the listeners who probably in that place where they think they're idiots or they think they're stupid and they have people telling them you're stupid it's just not true it's not and it's it's borderline like an addiction like i all i tell people all the time that be judging like oh you can just leave well, just like a crack addict or a heroin addict, like, can they just stop the drug? <laughs> like, yeah, they can just stop it. And then eventually they'll relapse and go back. If you don't have the proper tools and the proper teaching to give you the knowledge base and to give you the principles that you need to help you change your mindset and to help you change the way you're viewing things, you're going to more than likely revert back to your old ways. So being in an abusive relationship is very much so like being addicted to your love, being addicted to that mate because they have given you a sense of what you want, what you hope, what you, you know, nobody wants to be alone. And then if you meet this person that's romantic, they're attentive to you, you know, they spend time with you, they're they're giving you everything that you need. And then all of a sudden it turns black. 
And it's like all of those feelings that you had in the beginning, you're still holding on to that because you love that person. You want that person. You want what they give you. And it's like, well, daggone. Like, why do I keep, you know, getting hit? Why do I keep being talked down to? Why do I keep, you know, experiencing this abuse from this person? And then they they apologize and they say all these things that make you feel sorry for them. Like they're the victim. Mm -hmm. And then because we are these good people with good hearts and we're in love with this person we just kind of fall victim to it and we're like okay well he's sorry he really didn't mean it i'm gonna give him another chance and the cycle just continues and continues and continues but it's is is a borderline addiction like it and so i and i tell people this all the time like because women say well like you just said people say i was stupid i don't know why you just don't leave and yeah, this is your if you're if you've never been in it, mm-hmm. you can you can't understand it. And so you have to just give people grace. People are gonna be people, and that's why you have to be careful. And that's why a lot of times people in a relationships don't even like asking for help because right. when you go ask for help, you get those type of responses. <laughs> so right. that's why you have people like me who are in this world who are here to help educate people and be an advocate for domestic violence to be that listening ear and to you know shed light on the and to you know teach other people to be a little bit more sensitive and empathetic to the whole situation because if you've never been in it you do not understand it and so you can't tell people oh well i don't know why you just don't leave ah you you stupid or you know i would have been yeah, you say what you would have done <laughs> until yeah. you're actually in the situation. And yeah, so you just got to give people grace and understand that people are going to be people. People are going to say what they think and, you know, and, and not really knowing the full um, concept of what's going on. And so that's why you have to be careful when you're in these situations, like who you talk to and who you, you know, let into your circle. I'm not saying don't ask for help because if you're in an abusive relationship, you need help. You need to make sure you have a safe exit plan, make sure you have the support you need. So when you do leave, you have a safe location to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just making sure that when you tell people what's going on, that it's not just some random person or just somebody that, you know, like they you, they have to be a part of your support system. So that way, when it when it starts to go bad, they can properly help you and not just make you feel worse for even being in the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and for me, I never did get therapy. I really mm-hmm. thought everything was good. You know, mm-hmm. I, think, I think one of the main reasons why I thought everything was good was because my abuser ended up being killed. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like, oh, I must be free now. You know, um, fortunately for me, I did not end up being attracted to that type of person. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even know if we can ever recognize that he was very charming. You know, I remember not even being attracted to him in the first place, but that's a story. Yeah. I need to write a book. That's a story. In itself. Yes. <laughs> fortunately for me, I ended up not being attracted to that sort and I didn't get caught up in, I got married after that and that was not an abusive relationship. That is not a, an abusive relationship. But, yeah. um, but what I realized is that, um, in all of this time, I actually needed therapy. I actually mm-hmm. need therapy. 
I actually mm-hmm. need a support system because mm-hmm. my stomach is topsy twirling when I got to go open up the closet. Yes. Yes. And so, and, and it's nothing wrong because, and I, I want to encourage you today, like don't feel um, like you failed yourself or don't feel like, you know, like it's like you've gotten to a point where it's like, it's too late um, because we all have gone through, you know, situations and we feel as though we we have gotten out of it and because we're out of it, we're okay. And then there's some things that may happen that may trigger you and you're like, well, dang, I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. And so now that you have realized what your triggers are, be proud of yourself for being self-aware because okay. a lot of the time, a lot of the times people will keep suppressing these things and they'll just like um dismiss it and be like you know it's just me being crazy or whatever but the fact that you're seeing it for what it is and that you are aware of what is going on and that it is a trigger for you that that's a proud moment like that's a a moment to be proud of and to say that yes i need I need a good support system. I need someone to talk to, to help me, you know, figure out these emotions and move past it. Like those are signs of healing right there. So I always like to encourage people because sometimes we are critical of ourselves and we beat ourselves up and really you just need somebody to look at you and be like, love, you're doing right. You're doing the work. So the fact that you are even aware of that, Mm -hmm. it speaks volumes of who you are and the work that you've even done thus far. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> that's um, that's encouraging. Um, because um, and honestly, I was, I was even just sharing it. I was like, oh my god, I, you know, I was feeling a little shame. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, so thank God you, you, you're skilled and you know exactly what I need right now because yes. I'm so uplifted right now. Like, oh, okay, I am aware of my triggers. So now I know that, you know, I, I'm healing. And that is one yeah. of the promises that God made me that mm-hmm. process of, and I'd never even considered it, girl. And the process yeah. of doing this podcast, I'm going to get healing. When I didn't even, you know, I never even realized that until right now, this is part of my healing right here and right now. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. It's been an amazing time. Thank you so much. Tell our guests where they can follow you and support you, please. So Natalie's Place has a website. It's www.nataliesplace.org. And straight from there, you can find all the information about what we are planning to offer the community. Um, you can contact me, um, the contact tab. All of that information comes straight directly to me. Um, the uh, I think my email is there. My phone number is there. Everything you need is on that website. Even if you want to just stop by and donate, is the donate tab um, right on that website. Everything is there. So, Okay, wonderful. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed, were inspired, and encouraged by the transparent conversation. You're always welcome to come over to Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you want to chat, we can do that. Talk to me at I'm living in transition.com. 
Are you in the mood for a welcoming ambiance where you can leave a comment, suggest a topic of discussion, or perhaps request prayer? Well, just scroll over to www.imlivinginstransition.com. You have an open invitation to visit my IG at I'm Living in Transition. Share my world. Facebook, Lynette Rochelle. Please and thank you. Let's get personal. Teacup, the series. Attitude Fierce. Streaming on YouTube. Come over and last chill. Like Grandma used to do.